another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, March the 28th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's goodness. I wish you God's life today. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I uh, Here we are, brothers and sisters, on the fourth week of Lent. We were going to Mass uh, on Sunday. And uh, Thaddeus, one of uh, the twins uh, from Renee and I, our youngest two, he said, hey, are we halfway through Lent? And, uh, and of course, if you went to Mass this weekend, uh, you noticed that it was uh, Laetare Sunday, right? That uh, the priest who walked in had on a rose garment, which again means, hey, we're at that halfway point. Uh, that uh, it's almost a, a moment where we come out of the, the Lenten journey that we're on, that Lenten retreat that I, that I talk about it, uh, that one that we are marked for death, right, with ashes. I mean, that's really the truth of the matter. And we say, hey, we're halfway in. Let's remember to rejoice. It's very similar to Gaudete Sunday in Advent where we wear that rose garment halfway through. Uh, It just reminds us in the middle of the work that, hey, let's remember that God is still uh, present here as well. It's the now and the not yet. It's both and. It's both and. Um, And so the good news is, brothers and sisters, uh, we are halfway through this Lenten journey, and I I hope you're seeing some of the effects. Uh, The other good news is, brothers and sisters, if you have not started yet, you've got another half, and, and that's okay, because God meets us where we are. And, and that moment is now, right? Um, we cannot keep putting it off. It's that, uh, it's that fig tree in the soil. <laughs> we got a limited amount of time. Let's make, let's make use of it. So, okay, today we are going to read John chapter 4. A little bit longer, verses 43 to 54. So I'm going to get to it. Then I'm going to make an announcement after, not an announcement, it's just kind of something that's going to change a little bit just for this week. (laughs) Nothing major, incredibly minor. I've already spoken more on it than I need to. But let's get to the gospel. I'm going to use the message, uh, Eugene Peterson's translation for it. Lots of good stuff in here. So let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After the two days Jesus spent in Samaria, he left for Galilee. Now, Jesus knew well from experience that a prophet is not respected in the place where he grew up. So when he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, but only because they were impressed with what he had done in Jerusalem during the Passover. Not that they really had any clue about who he was or what he was up to. Now he was back in Cana of Galilee, the place where he made the water into wine. Meanwhile, in Capernaum, there was a certain official from the king's court whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and asked that he came, he went and asked that he come down and heal his son, who was on the brink of death. Jesus put him off. Unless you people are dazzled by a miracle, you refuse to believe. But the court official wouldn't be put off. Come down. It's life or death for my son. Jesus simply replied, go home. Your son lives. 
The man believed the bare words Jesus spoke and headed home. On his way back, his servants intercepted him and announced, Your son lives. He asked them what time he began to get better. They said the fever broke yesterday afternoon at one o'clock. The father knew that that was the very moment Jesus had said, Your son lives. That clinched it. Not only he, but his entire household believed. This was now the second sign Jesus gave after having come from Judea into Galilee. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's talk a little bit about this. Let's do a, a little bit of background here. Okay. So Jesus enters back in to Galilee. <clears throat> so again, if you look at modern day Israel, or even Israel at the, at the time, it was divided up. And I've mentioned this before. Galilee was on the top. Samaria was in the middle. And Judea was the largest part of it in, in the bottom. So let's just kind of look at those as various states that the Jewish people had really when it was all of Israel under, let's say, uh, King David's reign, uh, King Solomon's reign, King Saul's reign, any of those, those all would have been one country. After Solomon died, the north, which would have been Samaria in the middle, and Galilee in the top would have become its own country called Israel. Sorry to confuse. Yep, both. And the bottom would have been called Judea. Jerusalem is in Judea. So Jesus was doing a lot of good stuff down there, right? But now he was going up and he was entering back into Galilee, which that's where Nazareth is. Uh, that's where his hometown was. So when he went back into Galilee, particularly Capernaum here, um, it, which is not far from uh, Nazareth. Uh, the people, he, he said, hey, this is, you know, prophet is never accepted in their home region uh, because they knew him when they were growing up. Now, we've talked plenty about that, so I'm not going to talk about that today. But what did he do in the meantime? It's a story, if you don't know, all oh, my friends, get to know it. It's, it's gorgeous. Had we started um, before our gospel today, John would have taken virtually all of chapter 4 up to this point. And Jesus is in Samaria, which makes sense. He's coming up from the bottom of Judea. He's going through the middle part, Samaria, and he meets a woman at the well. Now, I won't talk much about that story because that's not today's gospel. But it's important um, because at the end of it, ultimately, the woman goes off. This woman who is an outcast goes and gets all the townspeople. They come and see Jesus and hear him. And their last line to Jesus is, or to the woman is, we no longer believe because of your words. We have seen for ourselves, And now we believe because we've been connected to Christ. Why is that important? Because, brothers and sisters, they're the last words in this gospel as well. And this ends chapter 4. I don't think there's any, that, that's not a coincidence. Um, I'm going to use, again, Peterson here, but we could use uh, the other one too. That clinched it, meaning uh, when the, the gentleman, the, the official from the synagogue knew that 
the servant got better, the son, excuse me, got better at the exact time when Jesus said, your son lives. That clenched it. Not only he, but his entire household believed. It wasn't just an issue of one person believing because he saw what was affected. His belief affected the belief of others. The belief of the woman at the well affected the belief of others. Because that's what we're invited to be as missionary people, brothers and sisters. That's what's going on here. And, and I think it invites us to that question. Well, two questions therein, right? And the first is, um, who are those people? It might have been a person. It might have been people in our lives who helped us. Who, who were that woman at the well? Who, who were that, that, you know, that was that, that official, synagogue official here, right? That court official who was the one who said, my goodness, that was the exact time that Jesus said to me, your son lives. His fever broke at that moment. Let me tell you about it to the rest of my household. And, and when it's talking household, it's not just talking, you know, his wife and two kids. It's talking the servants. It's talking the, the, the extended family. It's talking a, a, a great uh, depth of people here. And he couldn't contain what he found in Jesus Christ. I won't even say what he found in Jesus Christ, who he found in Jesus Christ, which was the God of the universe, right? So who were those people who couldn't contain or who passed that information, not information, gosh, poor word, Joe, who passed that priceless treasure, right? The pearl of great price to us. You know how wonderful, because they couldn't contain it either at some level. And maybe they did in a very reasoned way, in a very rational way, maybe in a very, you know, passive-aggressive way, maybe in a very aggressive way, maybe in an assertive way, maybe a nonchalant way. Who knows how the seed of God gets planted? But who are those people who did that in our life? Let's praise and thank God for them today. But who are the people, brothers and sisters, that we have in our life, and have we shared that with them? Well, and, 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 and that doesn't mean there isn't room for growth within our relationship here. You know, I, I love, again, I'm going to use the woman at the well imagery, if and when you read it. Remember, she goes through like a period of four questions. Like, I, you're just a male. You're just a, 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 and you're not only just a male, you're a Jew. And so I haven't want nothing to do with you. Okay, and then she goes to a transformation to see, okay, you, you, you do know what you're talking about. Uh, and then she sees, okay, you're, you're a prophet. And then she ultimately comes to believe that he is the Messiah. But it took time within the story, right? That's true of us too. You know, that, okay, Jesus just may be somebody that people are trying to sell me. And I'm not interested in buying something. To, okay, maybe, maybe he's a good teacher. Maybe, maybe he is all right and I should listen. To, okay, maybe he is a prophet. To... My goodness, he's the son of the living God, and he's got something for me. And what, first of all, we thank, praise and thank God for those people who brought the word to us. Secondly, what, where are we in that journey, in that woman at the well journey? And how then, brothers and sisters, do we share that with our households, whatever and whomever those households are? It doesn't have to be literal households. 
but who are those that we're, we're going we're gonna to pass that on to? And it's a coming to an understanding. You know, this official had the wherewithal and the trust when Jesus said, go, go home, your son lives, to just trust on that word. And, and, and the next day, it wasn't until the next day, you know, that, that he was traveling that he met the servants who said yeah, it was yesterday at one o'clock. So, I mean, this is a two-day journey that he's going from wherever Jesus was, Capernaum into Cana, you know, and, and he meets them on the way. And, and so, again, he's got time to process this, to understand, I, okay, I'm going to take the first steps based on faith. But then he comes and gets that bigger step where your son lives. And by the time he gets home, he's ready to, to tell the whole household. Brothers and sisters, it's all time. It's all time. Time and pressure. Isn't that what makes coal into a diamond? I mean, it's time. And allow that grace within yourself to become that diamond. The grace of time. You don't need to be today what you will be tomorrow. Let God do that, but let us open ourselves. Don't shame yourself. Don't guilt yourself. Don't, don't put that on your shoulders. Don't carry that burden. Allow God to do the work. But we got to take the step, right? He took the step in faith. They met him on the way. He had more to go when he got there. The journey of the woman at the well and the journey of this official are the same. And they're our journey, you and me. Last point I'll make. I, uh, I love this whole idea that, um, you know, and, and I've mentioned it before. Gosh, I think I mentioned it like a week or two ago. In John's Gospel, now don't believe me, you go look for yourself. In John's Gospel, the first 12 chapters, and this is chapter 4, right, are called the Book of Signs. And the last, what would that be, 13 to 21, so what is that? Eight, nine chapters, whatever that is, nine. Um, it's called the Book of Glory. Now, again, we'll, we'll put that off because I think the last time I mentioned it, we talked about what glory is, right? Who's going to be at the right and the left of Jesus when, when Zebedee's, you know, wife came and was asking for, for the, the boys, James and John. But today I want to talk about the book of signs. Brothers and sisters, here's what, I think it's easy to fall into this trap. And I'm not saying you do. I think it's easy, though, to fall into this trap. Maybe I'm, I'm telling more about me. And the trap is this, that we look at Jesus and say, wow, look at him. He cured this guy who was two days journey away in Cana just by saying, go home, your son lives. He must be God. Wow, that's really cool. That shows me, you know, okay, he's worth listening to. I haven't seen anybody do it since, so pretty awesome. And it ends there. Or he heals this demoniac. Or he tells this Samaritan woman everything, you know, that, uh, that she's ever done. Or he makes water into wine. Wow, that's pretty cool. He must be a pretty important guy. And we leave it at that, that the miracles, and we call them miracles, that those miracles are just, you know, which something that, that says, hey, sit up and listen to this guy. And on one level, of course, that's true. Of course, that's true. 
But brothers and sisters, if that's all it about, it's about, it's about wowie zowie, cool, you know, neato stuff. So you can just take a look and, and, and okay, that this is who Jesus is, so I better listen to him. Meaning that it's only in his words that I'm going to find out who God is. And these miracles are merely these signs to tell me who to listen to. I think we missed the point. What's the point, Joe? Because I'm rattle, rambling, rambling on here. The point is this. Signs point to something beyond themselves. And these miracles point to something beyond themselves. In fact, I don't even like to call them miracles. I like how John calls them signs. Because a sign when we're, we're, when we're driving on the road that says stop doesn't just point to itself. It says, listen, there's oncoming traffic. You want to you be cautious here. Or, or that this is a passing zone. Or, or that there are rocks ahead. Be cautious. Or there are curves. It doesn't just point to itself. It means be cautious. There's something coming you want to know about. It points beyond itself to a reality. That's what these signs do. And that's what we need to know. When Jesus changes the water into wine... We don't just say, wow, that was really cool. Boy, 150 gallons of wine. That's, what do we do with all that? He must have really liked that couple. No, it's, it, it, it invites us to say, what does this say about who God is? What is this sign pointing to about what the kingdom of God is? They have no wine, Mary says, which means they have no joy. They have no abundance. They have no hope. They have no vision. So who's going to provide that? Well, God is in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what that sign points to. It doesn't just point to a miracle worker. And so when Jesus, you know, cures this man, it isn't just saying, wow, look at what crazy things he can do, although that's wonderful. It says our God is healer, that the kingdom of God is not a, God, a place of illness, that, that, that the garden, again, which is what, what Jesus is restoring here, was a place of union and a place of wholeness and health before death entered into the situation. And we're going to learn that with Lazarus, and we're going to learn that with the, the Jairus' daughter, and, and we're going to see it with the curing of the demoniac, and, and walking on water doesn't, doesn't mean, oh, look at this crazy stuff. It means the one who created matter is master over it. You know, all these things. So when you hear Gospels, brothers and sisters, that have some, you know, um, element of, of the miraculous or that have a sign, ask that question, what, what does it say about who God is and what the kingdom of God is and what that's inviting us and, and, and what we are moving as humanity toward? Um, and, and that, brothers and sisters, is what we need to say, is that what our faith is in? that God can deliver on the promise that he's making, that this kingdom of God, which is beyond death and illness, can God deliver on that? Because that, brothers and sisters, is what, what our faith then um, it, it grows from. Because it's just growing from, hey, look at this guy who did miracles 2,000 years ago. Okay, you know, maybe, maybe not. But if it points to a new reality, a new vision, which is real, which is as real as anything we see. And we can not only believe that within and without, but invite others to see that same vision. Then, brothers and sisters, then, then everything is new.
And don't believe me, I'm going to leave us with this. And I know I've already gone 20 minutes. I'm going to leave it with this. The first reading today is Isaiah 65, which is about the chapter before Isaiah ends. And so he's given a, a hopeful vision for Israel. And I'm just going to read the first line or three. But do you hear exactly what I'm saying here about who God is? Thus says the Lord. So, so through Isaiah, God is speaking to the people and says, Lo, I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. Don't think end of the world stuff. Stop, 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 stop. In right now, in what's going on in my life, he's about to create something new. And in your life, about to create something new. The things of the past, everything, all those burdens that we carry, that guilt, that shame, that regret, all the things of the past shall not be remembered or come to mind. Why? Because grace is bigger. That's my part, sorry. The things of the past shall not be remembered or come to mind. Instead, there shall always be rejoicing and happiness in what I create. For I create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. Brothers and sisters, do you see the vision? That, if that doesn't excite us, my friends, and that's okay. I'm not telling you, I'm not going to shame or guilt, but I'm just going to say, okay, then go back to at what point in the journey are we? And just mull over those words and sit with them until they do and let us take it further into that journey. The woman at the well had to be there for a long time to get it. The man had to journey a long time before he got it. We're on our journey too. Don't, don't shame or guilt yourself, but allow the vision. Allow the signposts of Jesus pointing to who God is and what the kingdom of God is like and, and what he's already done for us, by the way, in creating and winning that victory. Allow that just to seep into our marrow, into our bones, and give us delight. Why? Because for I create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. Let's pray. Here's my announcement. So small. I know we did the Luminous Mysteries last week, but I'm going to do the Joyful again. So today should be the Sorrowful, but I'm going to do the Joyful. Why am I doing that? Because Holy Week is coming up in two weeks, and, and if I keep on the same path right now, we're going to be doing the Joyful Mysteries during Holy Week. I want to do the Sorrowful Mysteries during Holy Week, and then on the first week of Easter, I want to do the Glorious. It just makes more sense liturgically. So... We're going back to the joyful this week. Hope you can, you know, love me in the midst of it and, uh, and pray with me along with that. So that sets us up seasonally really well. Okay, so let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first joyful mystery, the Annunciation, which, by the way, of course, we celebrated last Friday. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Monday and a wonderful week ahead. Be well and God bless.